Hello all, welcome to this week's edition of Millennial Perspectives. My name is Kyle Kekka and this is... Tony Tedesco. And this week we have a treat for you guys. We are going to be uh, talking about a lot of cool and, uh, and you know, pretty pretty relevant things in society right now, I, I'd say. Um, and we will get to that in a second. So our first thing we are going to be talking about this week, and actually, first of all, before I go into this... Uh, we recently transitioned our platform from SoundCloud to Facebook, and we got a lot more views uh, on the Facebook page. I believe we got like 150 video views. Or something I think like it was that. like 130. Yeah, we got 130 views. Yeah, and we just like that. and we just want to say thank you very much for uh, you know for for really contributing to our cause. We really appreciate it. Uh, you know, the, the the more listens that we get, uh, the happier it makes us because that means that our word is getting out there, and that means that we're making a difference. So. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with Kyle. You know, I I we I, I know both of us appreciate the support, um, and even with the move, I know sometimes it's hard. But I, generally, everyone has Facebook, so I think it's easier. Um, and also, just one thing I'm gonna mention before we even get started completely, we are um, going to be requesting guests here within the next few weeks. I know Kyle's gonna be going back to college. Don't worry, we're still gonna be bringing you some good information. Uh, but if any of you guys are out by Kyle or out by me and you're like, hey, you know, I have an opinion, um, definitely contact us and we are definitely open for what you have to say on whatever particular um, topic that we have. So we're really interested in having people on the show. And that's just all I have. So, Kyle, let's dive right into our first po- uh, first topic for today. Absolutely. So we are so for our, um, our first main topic discussion, we are going to be talking about universal health care, yeah. uh, whether it would be a good idea for America to adopt it or to not adopt it. So, right. um, who wants to start? I can start. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. Whatever you know, so, dominate the podcast. Whatever, Kyle. You know what? You dominate <laughs> the podcast. Stop, boy. Okay. Kidding. So, um, you know, this is a. a a topic that you know really holds true to my heart because I I really do believe in my heart that um, th- that our country should adopt some form of universal health care. I think it's very important that we do that um, as soon as we can. But but first of all, it should be really stated what is universal health care, and it's basically defined as a country where health care is is accessible financially accessible for all of a country's citizens. And America is actually one of the only uh, westernized countries that does not have a healthcare policy like this. We, um, you know, right now we are under the law of Obamacare, which was uh, also known as the Affordable Care Act, which was passed in 2011. And, you know, I, I am a fan of Obamacare at its core, at its core mission, which is to get more um, American health insurance. I think that's very important because in because before healthcare was passed in 2011, there were 47 million Americans without health insurance, and that was in 2010. But in 2016, because of Obamacare, that number actually dropped to 27 million. Um, and that number is so important because that means 20 million more people, uh, through the effects of the Affordable Care Act, it, it gave 20 million more, um, you know people health insurance, which I think is so important, but that number of 27 million people still without health insurance, without easily accessible health insurance, is still way too big. And I don't think Obamacare uh, went far enough. It was made to be a platform for for future healthcare provisions to be built onto it, but I still don't think it went far enough. So here's why I think we need a single-payer healthcare system. So 
a single payer system is basically a system in which a government or some entity provides health insurance for all of its citizens. Um, it's it's not a, a system that we have in the country right now. It's more prominent in countries like Canada and Europe, but it is something that I think we should seriously consider. And here's why. Um, you know, we have a system that does not give enough care to its citizens, and this healthcare system, the single payer system, has actually been praised within the American healthcare industry. According to Dr. John Gaiman, who is the author of Hijack: The Road to Single Payer in the Aftermath of Stolen Healthcare Reform, published in 2010, a growing proportion of physicians and other health professionals are fed up with the expanding bureaucracy of our complex and dysfunctional multi-parent financing system. In our country, we have so many loopholes for health insurance. You know, we have private insurers. You know, we have this and that and this and that. It's way too complicated, and that and that's why we spend more on health insurance than any country in the world. And it's it's very very inconvenient for people, and I think it needs to be simplified. Single payer healthcare system would simplify that health insurance. Uh, also, we we can look to Canada actually for a a quality model for health insurance because. Their health insurance system has, has actually worked relatively well. I see Tony, you know, pretty frustrated yeah. over there, but I'll, I'll explain. So the Canadian healthcare system actually receives praise from the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development for the country's high survival rates for various types of cancers. Canada also has a system in which private doctors in Canada are reimbursed by the government, which makes it more efficient. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, it's just more of a, of a, more of a financial thing and more of a moral thing as well, because I think, in my opinion, um, this this situation is is pretty cut and dry. I think that the more chance that you give a you know a, a country citizen to have affordable health insurance, I think you give it to them. I think it's that simple. I don't think it should be really you know um, up to you know how much money you make or, or or really anything like that. I think every country should be able to unanimously, almost universally, provide a its citizens with health insurance because I think it's a moral obligation. I think that's just from my perspective. Okay, um, you know you. So I guess my first question is because obviously I'm against universal health care. I don't think there's any sort of benefit into it, and actually none of the there's a bunch of these countries that do have universal health care like I believe the United Kingdom does France does Canada yes. like you were saying mm-hmm. um, a bunch of those other European countries as well they do have it um, but I guess my question just a simple question do you think health care should be a right and I just want to know that yes going, you think health care should be a right yes and to it, everyone. it is in many advanced uh, countries see okay so there um, that's where I disagree so okay. um, so when it comes to universal health health insurance it doesn't necessarily mean that there's universal access to health care so um in practice many of these countries promise universal coverage but ration care have extremely long waiting lists for treatment so like if you were to go schedule a doctor appointment for today like just a checkup mm-hmm. you would get in you know maybe a few days maybe next week mm-hmm. you know whereas if you would do that in canada you said they're praising it for their quality whereas the quality i don't agree with america has the best quality of insurance and health coverage and doctors and all that stuff in the world. Mm-hmm. So when I say when you said quality, I wasn't really quite sure. So we can get to that when we discuss that. Um, but many, like I was saying, many countries promise universal coverage, but ration care or have extremely long waiting lists or uh, for treatment. So extremely long, even in those countries. So you're not giving it in time. Maybe you need something desperate and you have to wait a while. 
Um, and in those countries, they have the single-payer systems, like I believe you touched on, or uh, mm-hmm. systems which are heavily weighted towards government control, which is you, you would rather have more government control, whereas I would not. Because um, with all this government control, like I said before, you're facing the waiting list, rationing, restrictions of choice of the physician, and other barriers to health care. So um, if you look at France, for example, this is all coming from Cato.org. Um for example, he says that uh, uh, who's the guy's name? Uh, Michael D. Tanner. Mm-hmm. He says that uh, in France, for example, co-payments run between ten and forty percent, and physicians can balance bill over uh, balance bill over and above government reimbursement rates. Something not allowed in the U.S. Medicare program. Mm-hmm. On average, French pay French patients pay roughly as much out of pocket as do Americans. The Swiss government pays a smaller percentage of healthcare spending than the U.S. does, and he just kind of rattles on about that. But that's just getting a little bit too complicated. Um, and you're saying it from a moral standpoint, so I'm going to, you know, um, not attack on that, but like, you know, speak on that. I don't think um, you are, should for, be forced to have health care, kind of like what the Obamacare is kind of right now. You have to, otherwise there's a fee mm-hmm. if you don't pay for health care. Whereas I believe, like, let's, you should, if you don't want health care, you don't need it. But if something happens to you and then you want to get it, then you should be paying something for that because you're like, oh, you don't have health care, you break your arm, and then you want that fixed and you want health care. You should be paying a fee for that, which is what I like about Trump care, but I'm not even going to touch on that because okay. Trump care, most of it is pretty bad. I'm not even going to lie. So, uh, But that's what I like. Um, and I don't like the government control on the health care, and I think um, people who think that health care is a right, it, it's not. I just don't think that you should be obligated to have health care or that it should be, um, you know, universal for everyone. And the one thing is to make it cheaper because you're like affordable health care. Why wouldn't you just have open uh, state laws? Like, why couldn't I go get insurance from Indiana? If you were to do that, it would create more competition across state lines. That, that would also be incredibly complicated to enforce. But, at, at the, well, I don't know how the, obviously... Oh you yeah, know, I'm not in the business of the Fine. healthcare department, you Fine. know. Um, but because I don't know all the statistics about it, but if you were to open it across state lines, that increases um, what is the word I'm looking for? Uh, competition. So kind of like you know Starbucks and Dunkin' Donuts. I mean, there's not that many coffee places out there, but the more coffee places that go up and that they are that are built and that are good, there's gonna be more competition. Then you're gonna want to raise and lower your rates and all that sort of stuff. So. I mean, that's the one thing I propose if you want something that's affordable. I would suggest that we have, across state lines, affordable health care, but not universal because I don't believe you should be forced to have health care if you don't, one, can't afford it, or two, don't want it. Because the Obamacare, it's just not good health care. It's like giving like everyone a shitty bike instead of giving like half a million people or half the U.S. really, really nice bikes. And, and that, then later, and right? That's, and that's where I fundamentally disagree with you. I, I don't I, I think, think you need to give everyone a shitty bike, Kyle. Because, well, but you have to you have to think of it like this, though. Okay. You you mention you mentioned the wait times, which I will not disagree with you. It's a it's extreme months. I, I have I have a I have a stat here per a Commonwealth Fund study that I that I found. More than fifty percent of Canadian respondents were uh, reported waiting more than four weeks for an appointment, which that's is double, insane. but which is double that of the United States. But it's. In the grand scope of things, I don't think it's as bad as you would think. Because Are you kidding me? A Time.com article authored by Alicia Adamzik, um, she said that a typical middle-class family, if if the United States were to, were to adopt some sort of 
Canada's healthcare system, they, a typical middle-class family would save over $5,000 each year because private insurers would no longer be part of the picture. You would just be getting health care from the government. Right, but I don't want health care from the government because the government's corrupt. Uh, corrupt how? I, I, I think, that's, I think that's, that's a conversation for another yes, day, but I, I do not trust the government, and I don't want the government regulating my life. That's the thing. That's the difference between now, conservatives and liberals. Well, now, I, the government... It can be inefficient at times. It can be it can be hard to manage. But I think overall, the government is is put in place to make sure that that people that people get the you know the basic things in life that they need. The basic the things. rights and and also I think but, I think healthcare, healthcare should is, be added. But it's not a right. So here's the thing. I because, would like, because get this. I when, okay. when when you said when you said I don't want to be forced to get healthcare. That's Which one you of are. the that's one of the biggest um, misconceptions that I think people on the right have because. No one, no one's putting in a light of of forcing you to get healthcare. Anything can, anything in life can happen. Anything because you don't know if you're going to be in in a in a near death experience the next day. Yeah. Then, if you're one of those people that oh, I don't want to have the government force to get me healthcare, you'll be thankful that you have that healthcare somewhere right, down the line. You're still forced to have it. Otherwise, you get a penalty for, for not the, paying for, for it for a greater good. No, that's no. I feel as though. It is my choice whether or not I want to have it because here's a, uh, a quote from Never one of my, gonna happen. Here, here's a quote from one of my favorite people who okay. I believe um, it, is really good. You'll hate him, Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro, I know yes. you were Oh, I love Ben Shapiro. Oh, God. Um, but uh, he said that medical care is a commodity and that in life we are often faced with commodities we cannot afford because I believe that healthcare is a service and you still have to pay for that service, so it is not a right. And I don't think that me, as a consumer or as a person, I don't think I should be forced to pay for something. I think everybody has the right to be healthy. Though. Yeah, everyone has the right to be healthy, and that's based on your decisions if you can afford it. But not everyone can afford health care. And then when you make universal health care all around, it's going to be crap. So people are not even getting the best health care now once you make it universal. Well, you also have to remember, though, that there would be more than 50,000 preventable deaths that would be avoided if – the United States were to adopt Canada's Medicare for All system, more less people would die because because those people would need Where are you the health getting insurance. Your stat? Show me this stat because okay. I don't believe that. For it one was from second. a 2014 article on the Atlantic titled "What If America Had Canada's Healthcare System," which was written by Olga Kazan. Okay, we would also save about 1.3 trillion dollars in healthcare spending. I don't believe that at all because, because the I... we'll, we'll we'll get this though. We would save that much money because we would be simplified largely by cutting billing costs and re and reducing pharmaceutical prices. I don't know. I it sounds I would, it sounds it crazy, sound, it, okay. but it's true. Here, because I because would, by by stripping all of the loopholes that we have to go through to get good healthcare in this country by having the Medicare for all system, we would not only be saving lives, we would be saving money. And I think that's basically the I mean, the two biggest things in in the healthcare industry. How do we save money? How do we save lives? And the Medicare for all system uh, it, it in flying colors accomplishes both. I see, but here's the thing: you still want the government regulating the healthcare, which I mean, I guess I agree to a certain point, but I don't, I don't like that, and I don't believe I'll have to look more into it because I didn't look up the stats on the actual spending, which I actually should have. Hmm. Um, but I don't believe I think it'll actually cost us more. I can't actually guarantee that for sure, uh, but I'll have to go back and look at that. But well, I don't. It's it's, but it's because I think it's like another sort of. Um, Something that uh, uh, people can lean on, you know. People could just have it. I don't believe it. I don't. I don't. I don't know any other way to explain it to you how uh, healthcare is not a right, and it is your choice as a human being in America 
to choose whether or not you want healthcare. And I do, like I said before, I do believe that if you get hurt and then something happens and you want to pay for it, you get a fee. So you're still protecting people who want the healthcare coverage. You just have to add another fee on top of it. So you're still saving those lives that you're talking about. But I, it's already been disproven in all those countries that it doesn't work. I mean, if I go back to my article, well, I mean, there there, there are some Medicare for all systems that are more efficient, or that are more inefficient in the fact that you know there's longer waiting times and things like that. But I think when you consider this, the U.S. ranks behind almost every other developed country in terms of life expectancy, maternal and infant mortality rates, and how much the current system is liked by its citizens. A Medicare for all system is the only it's the, now no system is perfect. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that okay, right now. No well, system is perfect. Okay. It's certainly not ours. But the Medicare for all system is the only system in which people of all creeds, of all of all financial situations, will be able to access health insurance. And I think that's the basic goal for any government. It's to you know how can we keep our our country healthy. And I think a Medi- the Medicare for all system, especially in the United States with over 300 million people, it's the it's the best way to do it. I think it's the best way. It makes financial sense and it makes life saving sense. I don't agree. I will okay. never agree with that because I just I can't I just can't get past it because you want the government in c- complete control of it. Well, and I, I mean, and you don't want government in, in control of everything, obviously. Well, I, I think, you want it in I think, control more than what, but that's obviously think, straying off from it. But yeah. I mean, I don't know as much, and both of us don't know as much, and I've, I've done my research about it, but it doesn't look like it's going to be cheaper. I mean, America already spends the most on its health care than any other country. But we could be and that's because we have because that's, we, we have the best. Well, we if do you, have the best, but and, it's, and, if, if we simplify the process, I'm sorry, I'll let you talk. If we, if we simplify the process, it doesn't matter if we have the best, we would still be saving money. Because we would be stripping out so many loopholes and so many and so many you know bureaucratic shit things that we would be saving money, for lack of a better term. I don't know, man. I just, uh, man, it's it's just gonna create so much taxation on us. Where the taxes on us are gonna go up again. But you get what you pay for, though. Again, so I'm gonna be paying for everyone's health care. I I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I love people i love you kyle i love you too, i mean but if i didn't know you and you were dying on the street and you had like obama i don't want to be i guess this is a bad analogy i'm gonna retract that yeah. i don't feel as though i need to be paying my tax dollars need to be going towards other people's insurance i don't feel as though as an american i need to be paying for that because we are if you it would the same thing would happen if you were to do the same thing with free college the taxes will go up so it's the same thing with universal health care so maybe it goes down a little bit based on your statistics that you're saying but well, yeah. our taxes are going to go up like hell and i don't feel like i should be paying for someone else's medical stuff honestly i mean you're well not anymore because your summer job's over but you were a taxpayer i'm a taxpayer mm-hmm. i don't want my tax dollars going to that you know and people who make more money than us are going to be spending more so i don't think that i need to be covering the entire united states population well it's not like you're doing that i, I think my philosophy is that you are is that if our tax dollars go up no matter by how much even though that the average family would save more money under the medical uh, under the medicare for all system even if our taxes did go up you would be contributing to a better well-being for the country that's kind of how i would think of it 
Like at, at okay. least at least from a little bit of that perspective. Okay, here here's another article I found. Okay. Canada and Australia ranked lowest according to the Commonwealth Fund uh, Common, Commonwealth Wealth Fund study. I know there's two wealths in there. Mm-hmm. Um, in accessi- accessibility of physician appointments and wait times for basic medical services. I know we that's, talked about yeah, that's what as I well said. as specialist care, tests, elective surgery, and other efficient issues noted by the study included Canada's. Uh, 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 and, and including Canada's misplacing of medical records and tests. So you can't tell them. It's already failing. This is already showing that they're ranked. People, one of the two countries that have universal health care, I'm sure they did the lowest two, they're, they're misplacing medical records. I didn't even know that until I'm I... Sure, I'm sure so, we misplace medical records in this country too. I'm not saying it, it doesn't it, it happen, happen, but it happens in every ranked country. the lowest... Kyle. You know what? So it doesn't seem like it's. I would. I would rather. I would rather take a a system where everyone has access to it instead of people who do not have access to it and they're, and they're dying because they can't afford health. Insurance. I would rather have a system where that people who can afford diamonds can afford diamonds, and the pe- but I would not rather have people be able to afford shit all around. I think that's idealistic. I think you think everything's idealistic, and we never get anywhere. Well, it's just just you like to think that because you just I think, think about that what you're saying because though. it's a commodity. If you can afford it, go. Go have it. But if you can't, okay, build yourself up better. I don't See, think it's a right. Here's that, that's the difference. Yeah, I that's do the not, difference. It's in the commodity. It's a service. Mm-hmm. So basically with okay. universal health care, you're asking a doctor, hey, I'm hurt. You need to help me. Uh, no, it's a service. You pay just like a dentist. Or not even dentist because they're doctors. But like just like a, getting your lawn mowed. It's a service. It's a commodity. It's not a right. Okay. Yeah, well, I, I disagree there, but right, know, that's, right, that's, that's a that's a point that's that's popular in the country. So I am not I'm not gonna um, not gonna touch on it too much. Yeah. All right, that's fine. Uh, but let us know what you guys think. Do your own research. Um, I missed a couple of marks. I didn't do all of my research on the numbers. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't either. I didn't um, do as much but as Kyle definitely has some good points on that. Um, if you guys have any thoughts about that, tweet at us, put it on Facebook, contact us if you want, but mm-hmm. definitely let us know what you think and uh, do your own research because we really want you guys, we really promote uh, doing your own research so you know for yourself. Exactly. But me and Kyle are actually going to move on to our next segment, which is going to be, we're going to do technology yeah, because I know we flip technology and music every now and again, so we'll start off with technology. Um yep. I'll actually start if that's okay, Kyle. Yep, do it. Um, so I recently, um, I actually follow a YouTube channel called Unbox Therapy, and he does all these sort of tech stuff. And Mofi, which is a uh, power, um, like a power bank company, they make cell phone accessories, but with like the battery packs and all that sort of stuff. They actually created um, a slim, which I thought there was two parts to this video, but a slim phone case. And then, so that's what it is, because you know when you have a battery bulk, it's like really bulky, yeah. like on your phone, and you don't want to like it. So it's a slim case, and you can put it in your pocket, and then there's like this magnetic uh, charging thing that gives you up to 36 hours. So when you're like dying, you can just slap that on the back and still use your phone. So it's magnetic to the case, and then you can just charge your phone up for like, I think it's like an extra like 36 hours. Whoa. And I was like, something like that, I can't, I, uh, I'm not going to click the video because then it's going to start playing, um, but it's like something, uh, a bunch of extra hours and it just clips on. So then when you're done with it and you have enough charge, you can just click it off and you still have that slim case. Whereas I thought that was interesting. It's not something that's like so like fancy, you know, but I just thought it was interesting because a lot of people do like the slim cases and most of these um, smartphone cases have been really, really bulky. Even Mophie's cases, the people who made this recent one they had bulky my, my mom had one for her galaxy s7 edge mm-hmm. i mean it wasn't as bulky but i mean it was still pretty heavy and bulky on the back so really cool i concept. think this yeah so i think we're actually um going somewhere when it comes to batteries and like it the battery packs maybe about like four inches tall 
Like, mm-hmm. maybe even less. And it, like, provides so much power. So I think we're getting really more efficient with our batteries and how they work and how we're able to power up our devices. And I think this is, like, a small but a good step forward into what we could possibly do with batteries and stuff like okay. that. So I just thought that was cool. But the only problem is they only make them for iPhones currently right now. Ooh, I have so, an iPhone. <laughs> oh! So, uh, yeah, all the Galaxy users are kind of SOL um, because the iPhones, I guess, you know... They, they rule get, the world, except yep. I'm actually, for those of you listening, I'm actually converting to Samsung back in November, so uh, once my contract is Here. up. Yeah, no, no I love my Android, so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that's just what I wanted, because uh, I stumbled across it, I was like, wow, that's like the coolest thing ever, I'm like. And that's and that's honestly super cool, because we ha- we as a generation have so much trouble charging our phones. Oh, dude, it's, it's, it's always insane. Like, I'm pretty it's sure my phone's dying. like, done. yeah, my phone's at like 49%. What's mine at right now? Mine's at 38, oof. Oh, damn. It. Dude, yeah. I'm 10 percent ahead of you. Did you say forty nine? No, eleven oh, percent. So I'm sorry. That's the politically correct. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Rounding. God, oh my God. Whatever. Fine. All right. All right. What you got for us, Kyle? So I have something pretty cool, but also a little creepy. Um, well, let me know what you guys think. But so you guys know when you watch anything on YouTube, any of those vloggers, uh, they usually you know carry their phones around, you know, documenting their lives. Um, that can be pretty inconvenient though, because if you're trying to do something, you have to constantly hold on to your phone while doing it. Right. Yeah. There is a new palm-sized body cam that is coming out in February of 2018 called Shonen, and it was launched on Kickstarter. And the camera can be attached either by a clip or a magnetic backing. Is there a picture of it over there? Yes, yes, there is. Here, I can show you really quick. Here, I can scroll down. Yeah, let me see. Yeah. It begins uh, recording uh, with a tap to the body. And it, it's, it looks really cool. It's not very big at all. It can just attach oh, wow. to your shirt. It's like so small. Yeah, like, I mean, in the picture, you, you can still see the button relative to the camera. Wow. So it's, it's not very big at all. Um, the team behind the camera's uh, production says the camera is designed to capture, quote, your side of the story. Uh, citing possible uses like documenting uh, road rage, abuses of power, uh, events and protests. So. From my perspective, eh, it looks like the 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 um, the people behind this camera make sure that um, you know people see what's going on in your life. You know, make things more interesting, uh, make things almost seem kind of more real life, which I think is also pretty cool. But I I think with technology like this, we have to be careful because I think if we keep going down this road of um, you know, constantly wanting to see what everybody's doing. We talked about that a little bit with our with our Snap Map tech update. Oh yes, yes, constantly. When when we keep going down this up, uh, you know, this this road of you know constantly wanting to see what people are doing and, and things of that nature, I think it could be a little dangerous and a little bit self destructive. Because when you when you're constantly wanting to see what others are doing, I don't think you're focusing enough on yourself. Yeah. And then when you're starting to focus more on what other people are doing and making it easier to do that, um. You, you start kind of comparing yourself to others, which I think can be very self-destructive. But I, yeah, I, 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 I think the camera as a whole looks pretty cool. Um, it's not going to be too, too terribly expensive anyway, especially for a new piece of technology. How much is it? Um, the Wi-Fi and cell version is going for about $200. I mean, yeah. So I, I mean, you I mean if you're, if, I mean, if you're a vlogger, that makes sense. But like, yeah. I kind of want to touch on your point about self-destructive. Like, I mean, yeah. I mean, we scroll through Facebook, and you know, actually, when you do that, you're looking up, and you get likes and stuff. I'm sure everyone's seen it. You actually get a hit of dopamine with it. So exactly. it's actually like you're getting. So I, I think I agree. I think I don't think we should compare ourselves to other people. I mean, I don't think. 
Um, unless, like, not even if they're better than us. I think you need to be the best you that you can be. Exactly. And I know that's kind of cliche to say, but honestly, um, it's so true. I don't think you need to compare yourself like, oh, look, he has that. Just work for it. If you want something, you got to go out and get it, you know, but definitely don't compare. I think it is self-destructive to compare yourself to other things. So, I mean, I do think that as a definite, definite problem, but hopefully that doesn't happen too, too much. And But the only thing is that I think about people's lives is that I think we're interested in other people's lives because when I look, I'm like, oh, oh, what's Kyle doing? Maybe I want to hang out with him because I have nothing to do. So I think in that aspect, it's okay. Um, but so, just, Except you haven't done that in a while. Oh, man. Dude, you're here right I'm now. Just yeah, Every know. week for like know. the past I'm five weeks. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm kidding. We Come went on. to Sonic. I know. I'm kidding. We had a good day. Yes, we did. All right. Anyway, uh, but yeah, no, that was great. Anything else on that, Kyle? Um, yeah, you know, I... I you know, it's like I said. I, I think the camera is a really cool idea, especially if you're into the vlogging uh, art and, and stuff like that, because it is definitely an art. It's it's tough to master stuff like that. Um, but just just remember, um, you know, just keep you know trying to focus on yourself and uh, don't worry too much about what others are doing. Because when I was reading through this camera article, that was one of the thoughts I was getting. So um, you know, just just make sure you guys are doing that and uh, being healthy in the mind, which I think is very important. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. Um, yep. And with that being said, we're going to move on to our music section. This section, if you haven't seen the previous five episodes beforehand, mm-hmm. me and Cal, we look up either previous uh, artists or we find new artists or whatever we're listening to that we haven't mentioned before and we give you some recommendations Cal listens to mainly rap R&B stuff like that and I listen to more metal classic rock and stuff like that mm-hmm. so you kind of get two different sides of musical um, opinions and uh, suggestions so Kyle what do you have for us I you know I'm you know when I'm doing this music section, I, I kind of try to stick to one or two main artists and try to go over some of their songs. But uh, this week, I'm, I'm a little over the map. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of different playlists on Spotify lately, um, which is my music app. I highly recommend Spotify if you do not have it. Um, and I, I'm, I'm really happy with the songs that I came across with on, on Spotify this week. And actually, first, I'll start with a throwback song. I haven't done a throwback song yet. I know you have a couple times. Um one of my favorite songs of all time is a pop song called Crazy in Love by Beyonce. Do you remember that song? Oh, my God. Yeah, it features Jay-Z. Um, I just thought I'd give that song a shout-out because it's such a good song to listen to to get you in a good mood. Um, you know, it was it was one of the first songs that I ever heard by Beyonce. My mom told me when I was little that I would dance to that song so much, and I still kind of do. Uh, not going to lie there. Um, I just I, I really like the song because I just... I love the cowbell element to it. Like, like you don't hear, a, you know, like a really good cowbell in any music uh, songs anymore. What are you talking about? Don't fear the reaper. The cowbell music. I hate that song. Oh, why? I hate that song. Oh, that's it's, such a it's, good it's, song. It's, it's one of those songs. Uh, you know, we'll get into that later. Right. But no, um, it features Jay Z too. Jay Z. That was uh, when he was uh, kind of a little bit still in his prime, uh, early two thousands. But uh, that was when Beyonce was really starting to take off. Um, you know, after Destiny's Child broke up, I think they broke up. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, Crazy in Love, definitely a good song. Uh, 10 out of 10, recommend if you have not heard it by some chance. Uh, definitely listen to that song. Um, there's a couple other songs that I found. So, actually, uh, Jessie J. She's not a rapper, but she's a pop artist. She released a new song called Real Deal. Um, I recommend looking into that song. It's, it's pretty good. It'll put you kind of in like an upbeat mood. Um, if you're about to go into like a, you know, a game or anything and you want to get pumped up, uh, listen to that song because it's pretty good. Um, and let's see here. I got a couple more songs. There's, there's this song uh, called Make Me and Take Me by uh, 
Celebrate. It's C-A-L-E-B-O-R-A-T-E. It's a rap song. It's pretty unconventional. Um, it kind of has. It doesn't have a traditional rap beat to it. It's kind of. It kind of sounds more like a like a classic song, but with a rap over it, like a minute into it. Um, so it's called "Make Me and Take Me." Definitely recommend that song. Um, there is a, a hip hop artist, a pretty unique one called Goldlink, that's making the rounds right now, and he has a song called "Crew" off his album "At What Cost." Um, that's a pretty good song. It kind of reminds me of like a. It kind of has like a little bit of a soulful element to it, which I really like. Um, I might be crazy, but that's kind of the vibe that I got from it. So if if you kind of like a mix between soul and rap music for some reason, I definitely recommend checking that out. Um, and then I, I have to give love to my boy Travis Scott. Uh, Travis Scott is one of my favorite artists out there right now. He released a song back in 2016 called A Team. Uh, that was uh, before he released Birds in the Trap. Um, I would definitely recommend going back to that song. It's another throwback because uh, I just noticed. Wait, why do you have a the, your name on the back of your phone? I, that's what you're worried about right now. Yeah, sorry. I'll, just, I'll tell you. <laughs> A Team definitely recommend. It's kind of a chill song. Um, it was released after he released uh, Rodeo in 2015, so that was when he was starting to get more famous. But um, those are the songs that I had this week. Yeah, I mean, um, I didn't realize uh, you have your name on your phone was the top hit. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. yeah okay, <laughs> yeah. Funny. Oh, you have your name on. Your phone? <laughs> um, all Still. right, that's definitely great. Definitely check out those uh, suggestions that Kyle has. I uh, definitely won't be a part of that group. But um, yeah. Anyway, so I only have about two suggestions. It's they're probably the greatest, not the greatest songs you've ever heard. But if you want to get into a, like some serious headbanging stuff, you're gonna love it. Even if you hate these bands or whatever. Um, the first song's called "Feel" by While She Sleeps. I'm sure many of you probably know or don't know, but even if you're not a metalhead, even the drop at the beginning is so good. Like it's ridiculous. It's so heavy. I always turn my speakers up all the way. It's just so heavy. It's a bunch of screaming. So if you don't like that, I wouldn't recommend that. But if you do, if you're okay with it, if you just like music overall. And you really like to bang your head, man. I would definitely suggest that song. It's so powerful. Um, I've even looked up the lyrics, and the lyrics are pretty good if you can't really understand those at those times, because I know it's hard to hear um, some of those metal lyrics when they're really screaming really hard with their vocals. Um, but yeah, definitely check out that song. It's very, very heavy. Definitely gets you in the mood, mm-hmm. makes you a little aggressive, and you're a little hyped up. Not in the way Kyle is, but like, you know, <sighs> like you want to punch something, but not yeah. in a good way. Like, you love that thing. Um, uh, then the second song I have is called Passage by In Hearts Wake. I don't know if a lot of people know them. I just know this one song by them. Um, and it's kind of similar to um, Feel, but it's not as like the drop isn't as good. Uh, but it's definitely very, very powerful, and it's really cool. The chorus is the big part about it, where it goes, and he's just really angry, and you can feel the emotion behind it. So I actually listen to it when I want to listen to something that's heavy, but like I could call, I can be calm and like talk to some other people around it um, as well. But it's definitely one to, worth listening to. It's got really good uh, quotes in there as well that I really like to. Uh, play in my head like one of them is called like you can't set sail the sails are damaged and i just love that lyric Dang. i just it's it's insane like you, you kind of emotionally connect with it if you can uh but those are really only my two recommendations for this week didn't really have much other than that uh but definitely check out kyle's suggestions with his rap check out mine if you're interested at all uh, but with that being said we're going to move on to our thought of the day mm-hmm. um we're still sticking with 
what you texted me about, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, so just a forewarning. It, it, it doesn't have to be that big. It's, it's just not like, going to be that big, yeah. but you know, um, just for sensitivity reasons. Um, this is, again, we're just doing this just because we just want to put our thoughts about it. Um, but our uh, thought of the day is going to be about neo-Nazis and what we think about them. Um, neither me or Kyle are affiliated with them. And we're just doing this just for educational and, you know, educational purposes. And that's about it. Just so that we know and that so that you guys know and just our thoughts on that and what you guys think about that. So, Kyle, um, what is a neo-Nazi and what do you think about them? Well, you know, I think at its core... A neo-Nazi is basically someone who, because you know, as you all know, Whoa. the Nazi regime in in Nazi Germany, you know, fell fell several you know several decades ago after World War Two, you know, and and, and neo Nazis are, are are trying to bring some of those elements in society back. Um, you know, they they believe in the ideas of of, of Hitler and uh, hate and bigotry and other things of that nature. And um, you know, we didn't really or you know we weren't in the process of really talking about neo-nazis before charlottesville happened a couple days ago and and obviously the, the events that unfolded in charlottesville i'll just give you guys a you know really quick recap um there were a bunch of white supremacists that were uh going to charlottesville virginia to protest the removal of a confederate statue uh and then things turned violent the day after when uh they were met by peaceful counter protesters um and you know and and, and you know and there were both sides that were going at it. The counter protesters were protesting the hate uh, from the neo Nazis, and things got really difficult and really heavy uh, when one of the uh, neo Nazis actually plowed his car. Uh, I think his name was James Alex something. Ah, uh, yeah, I, have no I, idea. I don't remember. He's a terrible his name, human. Terrible human. He, pro- you know, launched his car into a crowd of people, killing one person, injuring several more. I thought he, he I think he killed three people. N- oh no, the other two people were killed by a. a, a it was an unrelated helicopter. Oh, crash. okay, okay. Um. And you know, you know, right now in society, you know, we're all hurting right now because of this, because of the events that unfolded. Um, white supremacy is is not something to be taken lightly. I, I think when we're talking about you know human lives in in general and in, in like the way that our country has trended ever since you know the days of you know slavery and, and World War II and things of that nature, um, I just you know we are we are all one people. You know we are we're we're all equal, and. We should never, we should never let hate, um, you know, really overtake any of us because hate is is something that really drives us to do really terrible things, like what we saw in Charlottesville. Um, you know, if you're somehow a neo-Nazi listening into our podcast right now, just just no, know, I hope not. I, that would be awful. But if if someone is, just know that you know you you will be overrun you know we we are not we are not afraid by any neo-nazis or white supremacists we will we will bring the movement down um, um it's it's something i i hope because yeah. it's you know nothing nothing that is dominated by hate n- there is no place for that in our country yeah no place for um that. well and i'm just disgusted i think i probably will have an unpopular opinion in this and i'm going to be very careful oh, with how no. i say it. i know what you're going to say i think that the neo-nazis are terrible people Honestly, so I actually looked at the definition of them um, here, and it actually says that um, a, a neo-Nazi is a person who belongs to a group that believes in the ideas or policy of Hitler's Nazis at the time, and that sometimes commits violence acts. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, and I agree with you one hundred percent that I don't believe. I think their movement should be stopped. I don't believe white supremacists should be. It's not a thing. We're all part of one race, and that's the human race. We all bleed the same blood, red, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but when 
someone has a belief, I tend to, if you're not going to be violent about it, you believe it. That doesn't mean I'm going to like you. But the neo-Nazis are violent. And they're a violent organization. I do agree with them taking them down. Now, here's the thing, though, that I'm going to be unpopular about, is that if you have a group um, that, let's say, hates white people, okay, we're just going to keep it at that, but you don't do anything and you just protest, you have to respect their right to peacefully protest. You have to. If they're not violent... Respect who's right? The white supremacist, right? No, let's say there's a group, a new group, okay. that just hates white people. Okay. But they're not violent, and they're just protesting. You have to respect their right to protest. That doesn't mean you have to follow the movement or anything like that. So, I, do, I don't support these neo-Nazis at all, because they're violent. They have... Obviously, they have policies of Hitler's. They want black people killed, and they actually go through with these actions, as you saw, which are terrible. But under the Constitution, you have the right to protest. Peacefully. So you all, I don't care if you, as a person, don't, I don't believe in any of this stuff. Kyle doesn't believe in it. You have to respect their right if they're doing it peacefully, not hurting anyone. Even if they hate someone, because you can hate someone, you have to respect their right, not their movement. I, I think that's the best way you can do about it. I'm not talking about Charlottesville in general. Mm-hmm. I'm just talking overall. It's kind of like, um, very loosely based on, uh, what's that football player's name? Um... Kaepernick. Kaepernick. I don't agree with what he's doing, but I believe in his right to protest the national anthem. And that's a very unpopular opinion. But so that's what I'm going to say about it. But I'm not supporting these neo-Nazis. I'm not supporting the KKK. I'm not supporting people who bring these hateful things about it. But when it it just can't be one-sided, you have to be allowed to protest peacefully. And it's, un- it's under our Constitution. And I know you're kind of looking at me like, hey, maybe we should. I don't support hate groups. And hate groups shouldn't yeah, be sure. around. But under our Constitution, they have the right to a peaceful protest. And, and that's... That's what I defend. Yeah, constitutionally... But not this whole situation. That's why I want to make clear. I do not support anything that happened in Charlottesville that is terrible. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I, don't, I haven't looked at it completely. But it looks like the white supremacists are at complete fault. Like one hundred percent, I have to 100% look. Fault. I have to look more at complete fault. Like that is not okay, and I don't condone that at all. So I just want to make that one hundred percent clear. Wasn't referring to that, but if people were confused, I don't condone that at all. And but I'm just saying in general, I respect the right for a peaceful keyword peaceful protest. Nothing that's happened in Charlottesville, obviously. I guess the last thing I'll, I'll, I'll say, I you know you you bring up a good point constitutionally. Under our Constitution, people, no matter what they believe in, they do have the right to to protest. A peaceful protest. A, a, but yes, right. peaceful, peaceful protest. But they, these these white supremacists, and, and I'm not saying you're wrong about that. No, I'm just no, saying yeah. that it's not what happened. White supremacists. Oh, I know. That, that, I, oh, I'm agreeing with you. I'm yes. agreeing with you that this is terrible. I'm agreeing that this is not an act of a peaceful protest. But let's just say that it was. And then let's say something happened to them. Well, technically you can't do that. But I agree that this was not a peaceful protest at all. Yes, I think I think strictly based off going strictly no strictly going yes there we go strictly going off the Constitution. Yes, they they have the right to peacefully protest. Yes, but it's something that is is so is so otherworldly evil and so oh, and won't. so otherworldly full of hate. That even if they did, or I mean, they do have the right to peacefully protest. No one outside of that of that hateful, despicable circle would would even agree with them. The right? Bit. Yeah. No, that's exactly. See, you you said it a lot better than me. Like un- constitutionally, you have to. They have the right to protest, and you know what? You don't have to agree with their movement, but they have the right to. So you know, right? Sure. But the problem is when you have that, and you want to know what I noticed that group 
that those are from white supremacy neo-nazis and white supremacists from all around the world and that wasn't really a big crowd so you gotta really realize that they're really spread thin so i hope that we can get rid of all those and but this is not what it's supposed to be if you have something to say you can peacefully protest it. you don't need to be going running your truck into people i don't even care if they do anything you do not need to be killing people because of what you believe i don't agree with this at all yeah. and i think there it seems to be i have to look it up more that they are 100 percent wrong it seems like that like that's i don't think that's okay at all and, and I know Kyle agrees with me. Well, yeah, and and even if they did it peacefully, I, I don't even know how they would. Well, do you that, wouldn't agree with the movement, but you would agree with the right to protest, which is is still it's terrible. It's, it's it, 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 it sounds it, bad to say, but it, it puts a lump in my throat trying to trying to agree with. Well, I mean, yeah, it's it's such a I, I I don't know. It's such a touchy. It's, it's very touchy, but uh, I think that's probably the most of what we have to say we don't want yeah. to go too too far yeah. um again that is a very sensitive subject um me and kyle don't support either of those groups we actually hate them i would say yeah i i think they're the e- most evil thing currently right now uh but that's our thought of the day um you know tell uh tell us what you think or you know just whatever you guys think about it um i know it's a sensitive subject and even for posting on me- uh, social media so maybe you don't want to do that right now but definitely yeah. think about it um i think it's terrible if you guys have done your research i would definitely look at that see what's going on and you know if you guys are out there i would definitely uh promote stop hating yes. you know i uh just you know, you don't need to do it. Even if you're a white supremacist or if you're a neo-Nazi screw listening you. to this, screw you. We don't need you guys here. You know, we're all part of the same same race and we bleed the same blood, like I said before. Um, but that's all we really got to say. Thank you guys so much for watching or, or listening to our podcast. We really enjoy doing these. Um, within the next uh, couple of weeks, me and Kyle will be trying out a new way since... Uh, I will be here at home going to uh, community college while he's out at ISU. So we're going to be trying a new system just to make sure it works. So you guys are going to definitely have to tell us about that feedback on episode 7. But mm-hmm. otherwise, I'm Tony Cisco. I'm Kyle Kekka. And this is Millennial Perspectives.